Hey, Jim. Hey, Joe. What's going on? Uh, not too much. Not too much. Just finished uh, watering my hemp crop. Oh, very good. So you're doing that work now? Well, I just happen to be here. Some of the, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, our, our friend Ryan, who's, um, working for this hemp company was here earlier and did most of the field. I just needed to shift to the last section for him and turn it on for about an hour. Oh, shift, like move the irrigation equipment. Well, like just a hose. Cause so the way, the way we have it set up is that there's like inch and a half PVC pipe headers at four different places because we don't, we don't have the water pressure to, um, uh, pressurize a full field of drip irrigation. So we had to quarter it out and, um, so just four sections just to, you know, put the hose over here, hook it up, turn the water on, wait an hour, move it over to the next, so on and so forth. doesn't require a lot of work. Right. But just enough. It requires a human, human presence. Human presence, as mm. most work does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't have a job right now, so um, I'm here. You've, you've got the time. Yeah. I know that feeling. I'm also there with you. Uh-huh. That we shouldn't, stuff. shouldn't uh, complain about it on the podcast. Oh, I'm not complaining. I'm actually, this is good. This is a good thing for me, figuring shit out. Yeah, I think that the same is happening for me, but, you know, I can't say for sure. Yeah. Well, I'm fortunate. My, uh, I'm, I'm not living in um, uh, Bay Area rent prices, so that works yeah. for me. Yeah, I've that's got a little thing. savings, you know, so I'm, I'm all right. You know, I live in a relatively cheap place to live, so. Relatively, yeah, but I mean, yeah. pretty much anywhere relative to here is cheap to live. Yeah, 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 yeah. But so it goes. So yeah, just figuring it out. I just sent an email out today about a possible bridge fellowship position that I was talking on, that I've mm-hmm, been mm-hmm. working on. And yeah. they seem to still be interested, but I've got to figure out what I'm doing. I'm still waiting to hear back from the Oakland city attorney's office. Right. And they got back to me this morning saying they're still working on logistics. So, uh, bureaucracy, bureaucracy. It's a wonderful thing, but Mm -hmm. mm. yeah, I think when we talked the logistics they were considering were, you know, actual like desk space. Ah, and things like that takes time for government to figure that stuff out. Yeah. You know, there's limited office space. They've got, you know, some 70 attorneys or something in the office and got to find space for, for another attorney, another attorney, right? Like myself, sort of (laughs) almost, almost, almost. Yeah. Oh, you need to pass. You need to find out that you passed. I need to find out that I passed. Yeah. I have all confidence in you, Joseph. Yeah. I've been thinking about it. And as I think about my, answers and what i wrote i'm like oh no there's no way i passed there's no way but we'll see i i think you're being overly critical yeah i had a dream that uh a friend of mine had the answers Mm -hmm. and then i looked at the first one and was totally off and then was like okay i'm not gonna look at anymore (laughs) this was me in dream space worrying about whether i passed the bar 
Mm, see, my, my dreams have been much more mundane lately. I've had some odd ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really interesting to hear about people's dreams. We all know that. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody loves it. Everybody loves it. So I'm going to just tell you quickly about this one. So I, I think I was in my parents' house or something in this dream. This was just last night or the night before. And, um, for some reason we were, um, well, we were making room for the nursery for my future, uh, nephew. Um, right. As it goes. Yeah. So we were moving, um, my parents' China set, uh, from their wedding out of a storage space. And we decided that the best way to deal with it was to build a storage area into not just like a built in into the wall, but like behind the wall in my parents' basement. So that they were like basically sealed in there to not be dealt with. For for somebody to discover in the future and think, I, that, think that they're valuable. Yeah, and they have dicks written all over them. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, just like, uh, you know, an Easter egg back there. So for some reason, that was the best way to deal with this China. And so we built um, shelvings, uh, units inside the wall and stored all the China back there. And then... You know, fast forward, like time passed really quickly. And months later, though, it was the same dream. Um, I was in the basement and we were like hanging something on the wall. And I heard all the China come crashing down back there and all smash into a million pieces. Because of an earthquake. Um, well, because I was hanging something on the wall. Gotcha. And it yeah. was all affixed to the inside of the wall. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As it goes. Yeah, that was a weird one. It's a weird dream. Yeah, yeah, it's odd what our mind does when we're sleeping. Yeah, all of my dreams have been about the bar lately. Yeah, that's not a surprise at all. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I took a, a nice little river trip yesterday. Oh, did you? Mm-hmm. Went to the Russian River up in Marin County, I think, or maybe yeah. a county north of there. I'm not sure. Sonoma County. I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to take a wild guess that it was Sonoma County. Yeah, I think you're right. Because the Russian River Brewing Company is in Sonoma. Uh-huh, yeah. I think that uh, sums it up. Although the Russian River could, could flow through multiple counties, who knows? I'm sure it, it probably does. does. Yeah. It, it, it rivers almost are certainly does, yeah. yeah. They start in the hills, end of the ocean. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I think it's Sonoma County. But, anywho... Did you, what, did, you, did you take some kind of a watercraft, a kayak or a canoe or something? I had a floaty. You know, it's like the Sako. Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Very The Sako over here in, um, what is it, Bath? No, um, North Conway, New Hampshire. North Conway, New Hampshire. Yeah, yeah. You Lazy River style. You floated down. Yeah, I floated down with a cooler. Ah, lovely. Gotta love that. Got super sunburned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's hard to reapply um, sunblock when you're wet, when you're all wet all day. Yeah, and I didn't bring any personally, so I was mooching off other people because mm. I'm an idiot. Classic. <laughs> but no, it was nice, you know, just get some nice mountain views, floating la- lazily down the river. Sure. There yeah. were some periods where it was basically stopped, like you know. Rivers don't always flow with the same speed. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I had to do some swimming. Yeah. Pulling some rafts behind me. Oh, lovely. As it goes. Mm-hmm. But no, it was lovely. It was great. Because uh, 
couple of friends of mine are moving to New Orleans. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. And so it was sort of a farewell, let's all get together and go on the river tour. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there were like probably 20 people there. It was pretty wild. Oh, yeah, that's a crowd. It's sure. a crowd for sure. Yeah. But that was approximately the number I went to um, uh, that music festival, Jerry Jam, uh, a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. How was uh, that? There were about 20 people. Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't think we've talked about it. It was great. It was a really good time. Uh, a mutual friend of ours from high school, uh, Nate, is getting married. But, yeah, so they're getting married in September. And uh, this was like their joined uh, shower deal weekend. Shower, bachelor, bachelorette party, all that. Yeah, deal. yeah. So, yeah, a bunch of us, uh, primarily those in the... Um, in the wedding party went out and um, enjoyed some covers of Jerry Garcia band and uh, the Grateful Dead and some other classic, you know, um, rock and bluegrass and jam band music. It was, mm-hmm. it was great. Yeah, it was, it was, it's an interesting environment going to a music festival. Yeah. Music festivals are always interesting. They're, they're bizarre things. So in this one in particular has like, a deal where if you have a um, like a Vanagon, essentially like a Volkswagen, is, is it a Vanagon? Whatever it's called, the Volkswagen bus thing. Uh, yeah, um, no, it's not a Vanagon, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so if you have a Volkswagen bus, right? So if you get into one of those, um, the driver gets in for free, which is cool. So there's like this big patch of just like Volkswagen buses all decked out with tie dye and stuff, and like naturally. Yeah, like a bunch of old deadheads and all that jazz. So it was it was cool, and you know I'm a I'm a fan of that genre of music. So had a good time listening to the various artists and all that. So and it was a camping festival, right? Yeah, yeah, glamping. You know, you know the term. Uh, oh, are you near your car? Yeah. So we you typically, I guess, can't. Um, park right next to your car there's like parking and then you like walk out however where we happen to be because a member of our party had a has a medical condition that would need immediate you know care if uh anything were to go wrong so um we were able to i mean we didn't actually end up parking our car there but they had their car and we parked right by the road had all the Uh, amenities had all the amenities in case of an emergency but it was very good very good spot and um you know, like we had big tents and easy ups and uh, uh, some of our friends are quite uh, electrically and mechanically inclined. So they had like all these like batteries with um, power inverters that they would like hook up fans to or like pumps for their air mattresses. And oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. So it was cool. Here, I'm going to share with you a picture of the Vanigans or the buses. Let's see here. But yeah, so it was just like this big sea sea of buses and you could see the um the stage in the background. It's pretty cool. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Um I'm waiting on the picture. Yeah, oh it's coming. Yeah, and it was like essentially in a valley too, so it was like two sets of hills. Um 
like leading down to a river that like flowed through the whole like there were campsites flanking the river all the way down nice. and um the stage was at like the base of the valley so like at, right at the base of like one big grassy hill um because it's like a farm right so like I, i'm assuming it looked like it was um somewhere where they harvest like hay for um cattle and stuff like that so like there's this big, livestock yeah another livestock so there's this big hill so it's like a kind of a natural amphitheater that like you could sit up on the hill and still hear the stage and be like you know a football field away um but it was, yeah it was cool yeah that sounds like a lot of fun yeah uh, did you camp when you were floating down uh, the river? No, it was just a day trip. It's uh, ah. it's about two hours north of here to get there. Mm-hmm. So we just left at nine o'clock in the morning. We all met up at an In-N-Out. Oh yeah, which was good. I had a burger for breakfast. That's lovely. I had my first In-N-Out when I visited you earlier this year. Mm-hmm. And it was incredible. Yeah, burgers are good. Fries are terrible. Fries are good. Fries. Oh, the fries there are are, are terrible. I don't. Yeah. I don't. You know that I don't recall the fries. Maybe that speaks more volume than me remembering them being bad. Yeah, they're um, they're not good. Yeah, I don't, I don't recall. Although they make them there, you know, like they have fresh potatoes. Oh, yeah, that's like their whole thing. Yeah, they slice, but they're just they're not good. Yeah. In and Out is not a sponsor of this podcast. Yeah. Sorry. I don't mean to blaspheme, but yeah, so what else is going on? I hear you just had an interview. Oh yeah, moments ago, well, approximately 30 minutes ago. So it was a phone Um, interview, I take it. Yeah, it was a phone interview with a company that grows um, uh, mixed vegetables, but mainly greens, I think, like, you know, lettuce and herbs and that sort of thing hydroponically in greenhouses Hmm. so um yeah so they they started in brooklyn new york i guess as like a hyper local like agricultural producer utilizing like rooftop space to build greenhouses and putting solar panels up there and Hmm, all that stuff and they're expanding into providence which is a city close to me so um so it's like urban farming yeah, it's all urban farming. And they uh, they do have a deal with Whole Foods, I found out. AKA I guess Amazon. so they one of aka Amazon. This was so they started this um I guess before that uh Amazon purchased Whole Foods. But so one of their facilities in New York is like um one of their facilities in New York is like built on the rooftop of a Whole Foods, I guess, which is kind of cool. Oh yeah, you know? and then they sell the sell the products in the Whole Foods below them. Mm-hmm. That's pretty dope. So can't get any more local than that. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. It's like literally just carry it downstairs and wash it, and maybe they have like a laundry chute or something that they just drop <laughs> lettuce down. That would be cool. They do do all their own packaging. So they have like a packaging facility inside their greenhouse facility and like package it up, drop it down their uh, lettuce laundry chute. Yeah. You know, I'm just imagining it landing right in the, uh, right in the produce section. Just, (laughs) it's got little, little sprayer jets on the bottom that washes it. 
uh, or yep. through through the chute that is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just just lands right there. Perfect. Ready for consumption. Yeah, it's pretty wild. So yeah, I, I uh, think the interview went well. Nice. Um, it's. I mean, you could cut this out, but it, seemingly they, uh, or you could not. It doesn't matter to me. It, I gave them a number as far as what I was looking for for salary, and they seemed like it was too high. So, mm-hmm. um, I was told they would forward my information on to the hiring person at our specific location and maybe give me a more concrete offer or that I could consider or maybe like find another position that's more in line with my set of um, experience and skills. Yeah. And so that's how that goes. The numbers conversation is a weird thing in job interviews. I, I just don't get how to fucking navigate that, dude. Yeah, I've I've had a few where they want in like the initial application, they want me to state my target salary and I'm like I don't know. Oh, what? I have I no like idea. That? It's like I'm if I had a job right now that I was working and then could compare, I would I might yeah. say or if I felt at all confident in my abilities. Um <laughs> 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 yeah it's it's just odd i mean and so yeah i suppose i have it easier in that way just because you know i know what my bills cost so it's like my primary concern it's like yeah i'm not going to take a job that won't pay my bills or i'm not going to ask for a salary lower than what will pay my bills you know yeah, i should, I I should probably do that calculation and find out what my minimum is but la 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 yeah, so I don't know. Like I usually start with like you know what my bills are and then weigh it against what my previous jobs have paid me and look at the position and be like, yeah, that looks like a roughly compatible amount of responsibility to this job. So I should get paid this much. I kind of hate when they uh gum out of the blue asking you like Oh, just like throw a number at me because like if the difference is 10,000 or 20,000, it's like, I don't know. Cause I'm not going to give you my absolute minimum number that I would accept. But if I give you my not too high, but like, I think totally reasonable number, which is what I did in this interview, you know, they look at it and say, well, yeah, this looks like this isn't the position for you. And it's like, okay, well. How about you just like give me a concrete offer here? Yeah, that'd be better. But yeah. I'm just uh, looking here, and apparently the FCC bans robocalls and texts. Oh, do they? Because I received an interesting one today. <laughs> it spoke only in Mandarin. Oh, I get that all the time. That's the first time I've ever gotten that one. Yeah, I think it's a lot more common over here. Because you're mm. just more likely to encounter Mandarin speakers. That was just so bizarre. Yeah, and it was a it was a Nihau. local area code. Yeah, that's I, that's that's what you know got me. I was like, that's oh, Nihao. That's how you know it was Mandarin. Yeah, that's the same for me. I don't speak any Mandarin. No, no. I know my, my, my. I don't. I don't know what those mean. 
uh, my can mean multiple different things, but my with like an upward inflection means to purchase or buy. And my with a downward inflection means to sell and put them together. My, my means business. Supposedly I had a Mandarin speaking supervisor at a, uh, a food service job I used to have who told me that. Interesting. Yeah, that's that makes or sense. Maybe it's Cantonese, actually. I don't know. She she spoke all of them. All of the dialects. Yeah, I would bet it's Mandarin just based on numbers. <laughs> but yeah, no, there's apparently the new rules neutralize loopholes in the Truth in Caller ID Act, which banned spoofing mm-hmm. domestic calls, but made it hard for the FCC to prosecute against perpetrators of scam text messages and international calls. So now they can monitor and penalize bad actors behind these types of scams, apparently. Yeah, I don't know. It seems like the kind of thing that's kind of hard to regulate, to be honest. Yeah, it's like it's like whack-a-mole, right? Like you figure out yeah. one way that they're accomplishing these things and they find another yeah, that's the problem with uh, advancing technology mm-hmm. is that everybody has access <laughs> to the technology. You can't, uh, like, you try to um, uh, regulate a thing that utilizes technology, and before you know it, there's, like, a new technology that hasn't been regulated yet. It's yeah, you know, it's a never-ending kind of cycle there. Mm-hmm. Mm. But yeah, figuring out salary things is weird. It's a weird conversation. And I, I I don't know. I've received all kinds of advice about how to approach it, and it's like, I don't. Does any of that advice conflict? Oh, sure. Absolutely. Sure. It's like, shoot high. It's like, okay, well, I, if I shoot too high, they're going to say... Like, just end the conversation there. You know, right. like, we're not going to come anywhere close to that. Yeah. Or you shoot too low and they say, okay, great. Please join us. Yeah. You know, interviews are weird. You know, what I'd rather do is employ myself because what the hell? Cause, you don't have to deal Because you can interview yourself pretty easily. Yeah. Hi, Jim. Nice to meet hey, Jim. you, Jim. Jim, can you do this job or not? Commit, motherfucker. And then you just do it. Oh, local stories. I haven't, I'm looking at Google News for the first time in a long time. Uh-huh. And there's local stories of two occupied homes burglarized. Ooh, local to you? Yeah, local to me. Police hope that sur- home surveillance cameras somewhere in the area captured images of the man. Mm. Mm. Unsecured access points in the home. Taft Avenue, west of San Pablo Avenue. Okay, that's not where I am. Anywho. I don't want to sounds like you got a oh sounds like you got a crow yakking at you over there. Yeah, there is a crow. I see you, crow. Mm. 
actually don't see it. It's somewhere outside. Is that? It's just gonna be there. There's nothing we can do about it. Yeah, it's just there. You could, uh, well, um, I, I bet uh, personal firearms are pretty restricted out there. You probably can't just like stick your head out the window and shoot a BB at it. Mm, yeah, I wouldn't do that anyway. I once one yeah, time I when I was young, I was playing with my BB gun. And I was shooting at a bird, and I hit it, and I just felt awful. Just oh, geez, yeah. Totally, just despondent after. I was like, "What have I done? How could I do this?" And yeah, so I don't think I'd ever shoot at a bird again, even though it's different now. I guess I don't know. Well, it's not like it's our livelihood. You know, I wouldn't right. disparage a farmer for shooting something that was eating his or her crops, I guess. Right. But, you know, something that's like just an annoyance. I mean, I don't know. Just grow some patience, I guess. See, the crow went away. Yeah, you just got to wait. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there it is. <laughs> but... I mean, yeah, it's like, and it's funny, like, you know, something like that, like a mammal or a, well, birds aren't mammals, but, you know, like a large mammal, like a bunny or a uh, woodchuck or something, like, you look at it, if you, like, kill it for whatever reason, you know, like it's eating your crops or it's, you know, burrowing under your shed or something, and you're like, like, there's a body to deal with. You know, like there's like, you know, like evidence of what you've done and then you have to deal with it. And then but something along the lines of uh, ants where you people spend. I wonder what the uh, what the industry is like for, you know, ant traps, (laughs) like how many millions of dollars do people spend a year? You know, I mean, all the people a year on ant traps. Just poison, just poison for poisoning millions of sentient beings. They're probably not sentient, but like they're pretty fucking smart for tiny little insects. Well, they're sentient as a as a group organism, it seems. Right. Yeah. Sentience. I mean, is that we use that to separate us from animals? Is that or is sentient just like a life form that is driven to sustain its own life? Because if that's the case, then everything's sentient, right? Say that again. Sorry. Is, is is sentience just like, where's the line for sentience? That's a very difficult philosophical question. Is self-preservation sentience? Um, because hmm. all, all life does that, right? So like, is there, I guess what I'm asking is like, is there a debate about whether um, sentience exists beyond humans as far as we're aware? Let's see. Sentience is the capacity to feel, perceive, or experience subjectively. Hmm. So subjectively meaning that you have a sense of self, I think? Uh, Self-awareness, yeah. Like, you know, concept is central to the philosophy of animal rights because sentience is necessary for the ability to suffer and thus is held to confer certain rights. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Other things can suffer, I think, but yeah, it's the ability to suffer. That's an interesting definition for sentience. Yeah, it is. 
and able to uh, send here. <laughs> send here. <laughs> Comes from feeling, right? Same root. Yes. Um, you're still a little gamey, by the way. Oh no, it's gonna sound awful. No, probably not. It, it, you've only gone over like a couple times here. Yeah, I've tried to turn down the volume, turn down the gain on here, but it it just creeps back up, and I don't know how to control it. Does your microphone itself have a gain meter? No. Okay. I bought a cheap one. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, see, I was I was struggling with that with the last microphone I bought, and I'm now using still a cheap microphone. It's an Audio-Technica, like, condenser, basically like the same kind of microphone you would see on a stage, you know, like that standard-looking thing with a globe on top. With a sphere on top, you know, mm-hmm. standard that's microphone. <laughs> Excuse me, um, but I got that and a interface, the Focusrite. Um, interface that has an XLR and a quarter inch cable input. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Anyway, the focus right the the focus right thing the interface has like has a has a gain toggle. Yeah, I should probably update this setup. This was Maybe not super costly. The focus right thing was about a hundred dollars. Yeah. Um, and the microphone was how much? Uh like sixty. I spent like almost nothing on it. Yeah. Did you know that all the ants in Hey, does you start over? Did you know that all the ants in the world taken together weigh about as much as all the human beings in the world? I didn't know that, but that doesn't surprise me. It's a lot of ants. Because there of are ants. a lot of humans. I remember reading something at some point, like when I was in school, and you know, as part of my studies, I studied uh, um, entomology. Mm-hmm. Not not etymology, entomology, bugs, and um, so there's some ridiculous statistic. Like there are more, um, there are more individual beetles than all other, um animals combined wait what yeah there's like, like something stupid. no like there are more individuals right of beetles than like all other animals That's that could insane. be wrong but i vaguely remember that like the uh coleoptera is the um Uh, family so uh, and that family is like the most enormous maybe it's just that the the beetle family is the most enormous family but it's giant there's like so many different species of beetles is it, so it's number of species not number of oh, it, beetles oh okay it might be number of I species I mean I'm not sure but, I think I'm just looking and I see well there are 250,000 described species of plants 
12,000 described species of roundworms, and only 4,000 described species of mammals, there are over 350,000 beetle species de described, with many more beetles yet to be discovered. Right. Okay. Yeah, that was that was what I heard. That's kind oh, yeah. of insane. Lots of beetles. Yeah. What's a Orders roundworm? Orders of magnitude. I'm sorry? What's a roundworm? Um, I'm guessing it's probably a nematode. Hmm. You are correct. Yeah. There are lots of nematodes also. For 12,000 species. Yeah. There are lots oh. of oh, they're individuals. Ugly. And I, I imagine this is probably true for um, a lot of things like bacteria and whatnot. But I heard that if you could visually see all the nematodes... Um, on everything in the world, all the organisms and whatever, but then the organisms and like, you know, rocks and like all that shit just like disappeared. There would be like an outline of all of them in nematodes. Sick. Yeah. Which, you know, it's probably true for, you know, bacteria. bacteria. Yeah. Like all, so it's just a, it's just a visual of like, you know, like when you learn what a nematode is, like a little worm that just like, they're so like diverse in how they feed and all that, that they're just like literally fucking everywhere. They're everywhere. Unsegmented cylindrical bodies often, often narrowing at each end and including free living species that are abundant in soil and water and species that are parasites of plants and animals, such as eelworms, pinworms, and hookworms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... That's gross. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure the largest nematode is one that lives in the placenta of, like, a blue whale or something. And is on the order of, like, multiple meters long. That's... I'm going to Google that. Yeah, let me just, like, throw out wild fucking uh, facts or um, notions and have you Google them. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Giant blob floating past Hawaii is probably a whale placenta giant nematode. Yep. Whale's placenta it just lives in there. I mean, a placenta is like for an organism like that, like something great to eat. It's like packed with nutrients. Yeah, I'm sure. Placentas are made to be nutritious. Mm hmm. Yummy. I mean, humans eat them sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, that's a thing. For hormones and stuff, I think. Yeah, some some postnatal stuff. Like crush it up and put it into a pill. Is that right? That happens. Yeah, you can. Oh, wow. they can dry it out and put it in pills. Mm. You can stir fry it with onions. You could even eat it raw in the delivery room. Oh, oh boy! Really yeah. 
Let's, this is on a website called WebMD.com. Oh, wow. Yeah, WebMD says so. So, you know, it's got to be true. This this website has been covered in ads. This website is covered in ads. Absolutely covered. Anywho. Anywho. So... Yeah, we've we've digressed from multiple topics very mm. rapidly. Mm. Mm. These are all interesting things. Ants are crazy. Ants are crazy. Key key yeah. sentence. Ants are crazy. Yep, and sentience is an unsolved uh, problem. Yeah, but I think I think the definition of ability to suffer sounds pretty good to me. Yeah, I, I guess I, I could agree with that. You know, I mean, it's just a word. We get to define it however we want to, I guess. Yeah, and I mean, what does it really mean to suffer? Something that we do, it seems. Yeah, from time to time, or or always, or um, always. <laughs> Life is. If you suffering. ask the Buddhists. Yeah, if you ask mm. if you ask uh, the Buddha, life yeah. is suffering. Yeah, and it's all about learning to control suffering. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you know, exit the cy- cycle of suffering. Oh, oh, oh! Uh, I lost you. Oh, did you? Yep. Now you're back. Ah. Hopefully, I retained that. Yeah, well, that little maybe. nugget of knowledge there that life is suffering, everybody. Sure, as if you heard it here first, people. So, you know, speaking of suffering, all this news is covered with El Paso and Dayton. Yeah, and Chicago. What happened in Chicago? There was a shooting in Chicago as well. No. I swear to God, I think I saw it on Reddit. Seven dead, 20, or seven dead, 54 injured. It says worst weekend of gun violence as seven are killed. I don't think it was a mass shooting. Okay. Okay. Not a single shooting. Yeah. As the nation grapples with mass shooting tragedy in... El Paso and Dayton. Dozens of people were shot in Chicago over the weekend. Two mass shootings occurred in less than three hours on Sunday. Yeah. Oh, I see. Chicago shooting police officer among four killed after gunman goes on rampage in Mercy Hospital. Oh, I'm reading something from 2018. That's really, you know, real smart of me. Swear to God, I thought I saw something. But yeah, so maybe eight people were Chicago shot in, in Lawndale yeah. in a separate incident at around 3:45 a.m., where unknown shooters opened fire on a large group of people at a block party. One man was killed. Yeah, it's just, it's everywhere. Did you see Neil deGrasse Tyson's tweet about this? No, I didn't. He said 34 people were killed. 
but five in the same 48 hours, 500 people died from medical accidents, and then a list of other statistics about how many people die from mundane things. That's not a good look, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Not a good look. Oh my God! Yeah, it's like yeah, that's that's true, but you know those things are not as senseless and. Is he saying that like we should focus on like fixing the instances of medical accidents? I think because that certainly that should be addressed. But is he saying it should take priority over? what's been going on in our country the past like decade it's senseless it's like it's the senselessness of the activity and the motivations behind the activity because like the motivations behind the medical accident is an attempt to help somebody the motivations behind this is a white nationalistic fight against an invasion of immigrants at least in el paso I don't know that much about the Dayton, Ohio shooting, although apparently he was some sort of leftist. <sighs> They're all incels. <laughs> uh, I don't know, dude. This is this is this is odd. This is weird times. I just don't know. I, mean, I don't know because I don't know any other times. Frankly, I don't. I don't think you do, unless you're a vampire. Unless I'm a vampire, uh, which I can't say for sh- for certain at all. Um, but yeah, this is this is bizarre times. It seems like bad. It seems like we're in a bad way right now, at least in the United States. Yeah, but it's. Yeah. Without, I don't think it's anywhere you know, near the type of violence we saw in the late '60s, early '70s. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Let's see. There was, during the 1970s, protest bombings in America were commonplace, especially in hard-hit cities like New York, Chicago, and San Francisco. Nearly a dozen radical underground groups dimly remembered outfits such as the Weather Underground, the New World Liberation Front, and the Symbionese Liberation Army set off hundreds of bombs during that tumultuous decade, so many in fact that many people all but accepted them as a part of daily life. As one woman sniffed to a New York Post reporter after an attack by a Puerto Rican independence group in 1977, oh, another bombing? Who is it this time? Yeah. 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 So we don't have, you know, ongoing revolutionary inspired bombings throughout the country. We have relatively, I don't know, I don't know how relatively contained these types of attacks are because, like, you know, if you read parts of that, uh, El Paso Shooters Manifesto, he talks about mm-hmm. an invasion of immigrants, which is pretty mainstream rhetoric these days. Yeah. But, I don't know. It's just, it seems there's less, it seems like there's less organization, but it could be, that could be wrong. 
because there's like direct organization between um like the president and the words mm -hmm. that he uses and the actions of these people so it's it's i don't know maybe it's just reflective of the internet era where rather than these things occurring through in-person group meetings it occurs from one to many on the internet yeah yeah i don't i don't know because it yeah like you said it seems it seems less organized than like you know a you know a a terrorist organization as you would you know um consider like al-qaeda or whatever but it's still like you know i mean there were two mass shootings this weekend like in public places that have that are not like military targets or like anything like that it seems totally random like a fucking garlic festival of all places no that like, wasn't this weekend that was last week oh that was last week yeah so <laughs> my bad <laughs> like i don't know dude Like, it's not even, you know, specifically a school or specifically, like, um, you know, a government building or organization. It's like, these are just random people, like, random senseless acts of violence. Yeah. It seems that way, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just a different kind of like I was saying, maybe it's just a different kind of organization. Yeah. You know, where it's it's less visible, more... Like distributed, less distributed. like centralized. Yeah. yeah. Where these ideas just fester and are fostered in these echo chambers, right? Mm-hmm. And you just get... You read a book like The Great Replacement... And then you have some sort of attachment to um, you know this nation you have so like a bunch of nationalist tendencies that this is a a white nation it's it's crazy because it's, yeah. it's not it literally never has been <laughs> no. It was, oh, I mean, it was a white invasion. I mean, I think even in the in the manifesto, he said, you know, something along the lines of like, the natives didn't do anything about the white invasion, and look what happened to them. Right. It's just these fucking brainworms. These fucking crazy brainworms. Anywho, we should probably stop chatting about the mass shootings. Yeah, no, I'm done with that conversation. Let's go back to us, Joe. What's more important in our personal lives here? After Jerry Jam, I think it was. The the Monday after Jerry Jam, I like went to yoga with Emily on like a no, it was it was like a Tuesday. But the Monday night, I was like sitting 
on my front porch, just like smoking a cigarette, like right before bed. Yeah. And there's like sounds of like nature going on around me, like all kinds of whatnots, you know, rabbits jumping out of the shrubs and like fucking whatever. And like, um, right in front of me, like literally like splitting the difference between my feet, a fucking frog, like a tree frog jumps out like onto my patio Mm -hmm. and like stood right between me, like squaring me off essentially. Yeah. You know, like exactly the middle of my site at, at like exactly a spot that I was looking at, you know? And I just saw this frog and at the time I was just like, okay, that's cool. Like, I actually haven't seen a frog on our property because it's like relatively dry. So there's like not a shitload of them. And like, it's seen plenty of toads and stuff. But like a frog, it's a weird thing to right. have seen. I've been living here for almost three years, never seen one. For sure. And so I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, neat. And then I just like go about whatever thoughts I was thinking. And then the next day I go to yoga with Emily, which is like inherently kind of like a voodoo magic, like hippie experience to have. Yeah, like, just naturally. like with people. You know, like, it's just what it is, you know, like you go and it's like mindfulness and blah, 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 blah. Well, the like central focus of the class I was in was a pose called frog pose. Interesting. And like the whole central tenant of the class was that the frog as a spirit, as a spirit animal represents like change and flexibility and um, metamorphosis and that kind of thing which is like exactly the kind of like stuff i'm going through right now in my life like i need to change i need to like develop and like all this stuff and it just like struck me that i had had that experience the night before just before like also like barely even ending up going to this yoga class like emily just mentioned to me and was like hey it's in like an hour and a half do you want to go And I was like, okay, sure. Yeah. Why, why not? I may as well. Like I had some yoga, I had some like credits on my account or whatever. I was like, okay, I'm going to go to this. Um, and so I go to the class and there's like this thing that's like talking about frogs and like the first, like as soon as she brought up like, oh yeah, frog pose. I was like, oh yeah, I saw that frog last night. And then she went into this whole like monologue about the yoga teacher that is this whole monologue about like how it represents transition and like change and like all these things. Um, and because it's amphibious, like, you know, it's being flexible and like being grounded, but also like, you know, taking things as they come and like, you know, um, moving through this metamorphosis and like, regardless of, um, uh, adversity and like all this stuff. And I'm like, holy shit, like, the universe is telling me something. Or, like, God is telling me something. Right. Right? Like, and, like, you can use the word God as a placeholder. It doesn't matter. Like, I'm not a religious person in a any sort of, like, um, traditional sense. But, like, I don't ignore, like, clear signs when they, like, smack me in the face. Right. You know? So like I see stuff like that and I'm like I have this moment to myself where I'm like does it matter if 
this is divine intervention or if it's just like my like atoms and like neurons fucking lining up in such a way that like I'm open to it having a profound um, meaning to me. Right. You know? And does that, yeah, what's the difference? Is is that difference relevant, really? It's not. I don't think it is. That's that's what I'm getting at. You know, like there's there's been thousands of years of humans having this type of experience and attribu- attributing it to God. And or I don't disparage that. Communications from the dead or what have you. Yeah. And like, you know, I don't, I don't have any like issue with that. You know, like I see eye to eye with a religious person having these experiences. But, you know, I just see these happening, these things happening. I like can't ignore it, you know? Yeah. Like for some reason, every time I see, um, and it's not, not every time I see like a butterfly, but like if a butterfly comes into my line of sight during a specific thought of like self doubt or something, I've been having these experiences where like this something, uh, butterfly or whatever, like, excuse me, flies into my line of sight. And I think of my grandmother of all people. Right. And like, maybe that's a self perpetuating thing, but like now, like every single day I like quote unquote, see my grandmother. Right. in the butterflies, you know? And I'm like, how, um, I'm like, I'm not at all in wonder of like how religion and stuff like developed. Cause like I have these experiences as like an, you know, uh, modern, like, yeah, agnostic, atheist, whatever person. Yeah, you still and have... And, like, these thoughts, like, enter my mind still. You know? Yeah, you still have those experiences that are spiritual, regardless of whether they attach to conscious beliefs of, about the world. They're still affecting in a way that matters and appears to make a difference in the way you perceive and move about in the world. Yeah, totally. So like I look, I like, I don't know. It's just, it's just freaking weird. Cause like maybe I've like always been this way and I probably have, but a lot of me I think has ignored things yeah. like quote unquote signs or like gut feelings or whatever for like a lot of my life. Like, and I just recently found out, like, so did I tell you, I've told you about like the whole story that my parents have told me that like when my great grandfather died, like supposedly I like walked into my parents' room and like told them before they got the call from my grandmother. Right. Yeah. I remember that. So yeah, like that was a whole thing. And I always thought that was weird. And like when I was young, like I kept telling my parents about like having seen my great grandfather and how he spoke to me. And like all this like weird, creepy child crap. Yeah, like, and, like spooky horror, horror yeah, movie like, stuff. Yeah, like spooky ghosties, you know? Like, oh yeah, I went and told my mother that my great-grandfather was dead before he died. Like, fucking weird. And, you know, like I, I, it always like kind of was just like a family lore thing. And like and I kind of brushed it off and all this stuff. I, you know what I just found out recently? What's that? 
and supposedly my aunt has been telling the story forever and that my parents knew about it. But earlier that day when my grandfather died, I was, I was like rushed to the hospital for some reason because like I like wasn't breathing or something and had some kind of like near death experience. Like, like my heartbeat was super low and I was like not breathing properly and like all this stuff. Oh Jesus. And then within hours, my great grandfather died. That's weird. And like, I came back out of it and was home and it was later that night that my, my, uh, great grandfather had passed away. And so my aunt keeps telling me the story that like, Oh, so it was like, she's, she and well, and my family are convinced that I like was standing at the pearly gates as a fucking three-year-old. And my great grandmother saw me or like, you know, whatever, like, God saw me and was like, no, it's not your time. And like called up my great grandfather instead. Yeah, that's, that's a crazy story. It's just like adds another huge level to this shit. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I believe any of that, but it's just weird. Yeah. It's weird to, to know things it's family stories are strange it's mm-hmm. it's hard to say you know like what's real about any of this you know yeah i mean that's that's a hard question yeah. what is and like the only the only reality that we actually have is our own experience yeah and let's like set things straight like Fucking, I don't know if my great-grandmother saw me and then called up my great-grandfather instead or whatever. It doesn't fucking matter. And, like, however, it's a profound experience that my family has. Right. That they truly believe that. And for that reason, they, like, value my existence more in some weird way, you know? Yeah, that's... Like, they... Or, like, they have this kind of thing that like fosters their faith and like improves their lives in some way. Right. It like, it shows them something. It like proves something to them. And to me, I don't know what the fuck it means. Like it proves that human connection and family is important. And like, and there may be deeper connections between people than we are consciously aware of. Yeah, certainly. You know, that's something I believe for sure. Like, I think that there's levels of communication between human beings that are unconscious and not described by our ability to speak or our ability to see. Yeah. And maybe it's olfactory, maybe it's, you know, electromagnetic, like, I'm not sure what, le- like, what types of communications are occurring, but I'm pretty sure that there are multiple layers of communication that are not really accounted for in the basic vocal and auditory and 
visual perceptions that we consider our forms of communication. Yeah. And I mean, like the, the idea of like these types of experiences, like opening up the pathways to different levels of thought is more because like I, I have a difficult time, like actually believing that there's like some like all powerful deity up there like that called me to him and then changed his mind at the last minute or something. Yeah, that seems far-fetched. That's not, I mean, it's just not something I can just believe because maybe I don't have the faith that my family does or whatever. But like the idea of these types of experiences opening, opening pathways in your mind of like being open to signals from quote unquote, like the universe or from God. Like that's just like opening your mind to possibilities that it was previously closed off to. Right. You know? And like if my aunt like lives her life happier knowing that, um, like God took pity on me and was like, yeah, it's not your time or whatever. Like who the fuck am I to be like religion's bullshit and all you people are stupid. Right. You know, like I can't, I don't feel that way. I I, can't not only can't I, yeah. Like I don't care, you know, like I, I love all these people and that's great for them, you know? Right. It's just, I, And so, like, I've only recently, like, turned that lens back on myself and been like, yeah, you don't need to believe in God to accept the opening of these, like, blockages in your fucking brain. Right. And, like, look at a frog and remember that you need to, like, get your shit together. And that's fine. If there's, like, some stupid thing like that, that's a signal for you to remember to do yoga because it's good for your literal muscles and, like... And your mind. (laughs) and your mind like that's that's all fine so like you look at it on the surface of like oh like here's this hippie like washing his crystals in salt water (laughs) and like begging the universe for direction and like what the fuck is everyone else doing they're they're begging the universe for direction direction. (laughs) like god tell me what the fuck to do man like (laughs) you know it's it's uh like you're just looking up to different figures of authority, you know? Yeah. It's, and those, it's, those figures of authority can be real life people too. Yeah. Give me a job. Fucking like teach me mathematics, you know? And like, maybe I'll have some direction in the world, but like, you know, just being consciously aware of your surroundings and like, yeah, place meaning on whatever the fuck you want to place meaning on, man. Like, you could be on drugs and, like, have a religious experience with your fucking bedpost. Like, if it tells you the history of, like, how your sexual misadventures have been the root cause of, like, your fucking, the root cause of, like, your self-deprivation and, like, hatred, like, fuck yeah, that bedpost knows more about you than you do at that fucking moment, man. Like, yeah, who cares? <laughs> it doesn't those, fucking matter. All those notches. <laughs> Yeah, as long as you're, like, you know, having these experiences and, like, not hurting anybody over it, there's where I draw the line. Like, fucking, 
having your own like stupid real world experiences where you think like inanimate objects are breathing or whatever like go the fuck ahead take your mushrooms and like you know have a discussion with your armchair like i don't give a fuck you know it's just i'm going off the rails here but <laughs> like it's 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 uh we all draw meaning from different things and if that like thing needs to be concrete to you sure that's fine that's how i've lived most of my life but like if there's intangibles in this world which in my experience there are like it like try it on you know give it a shot give it a shot like you can you can change your mind about anything you know I can look back five years from now and be like, this whole like stupid frog thing was bullshit. Like all I needed to do was set my roots down and like, you know, keep going ahead with what I was doing. But to me right now, it's meaningful, you know? Yeah. It's, it's symbolic of a time to make a change. Yeah. I, I feel like that's right. You know? Yeah. It might not be the right decision, but like, uh, what the hell, you know, I'm, I'm asking the universe to fucking tell me what to do next and that's the answer i'm getting <laughs> so <laughs> and, and the universe is also you know sh- shorthand for like your own mind and consciousness and experiences right so whatever <laughs> <laughs>